This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're joined by Mike Canick of Major Bendy's, a toy line inspired by wrestling figures of old. From conception to construction to creation, we're going to do a deep dive on the process of producing your own action figure line, and it starts right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the Time Blast. Time Blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's the Time Blast. Time Blast. Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official ToyCast YouTube channel at Time Blaster ToyCast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. My name is Dave, at Matthew Priest on social media, and we are ALIVE alive and kicking with the following toy cast, which is a special edition scheduled for a 60-minute time limit. Introducing first, your hosts. They're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. Let's crack open a cold one, because they are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, boys, are we ready for this? Big interview today. I'm ready. But geez, uh, the amount of technical behind-the-scenes work that we had to go through to make this happen. If only people could be a fly on the wall and see (laughs) us struggle. (laughs) The hour in the making. But yeah, I'm excited, guys. So uh, big interview coming up in a minute. Uh, But I mean, last night, wrestling show, right? So we had a lot of fun. I wrestled Power Rangers last night, guys. How many times have you wrestled the Power Rangers now? A couple times. It's been quite a while, but blue and white were in the ring last night. It was so fun. They had some energy. They did. And it's like that young angel grove energy is what they had. And I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) Traveling through that time portal, Clash of the Future, heck of a show. I had a lot of fun hosting. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, I mean, we talked. We talked to. We met Dak, Joe. You finally got I to meet. I finally met Dak. What an awesome guy! Uh, great supporter of our show since day one. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was great meeting Dak in person. Yeah, we appreciate you, Dak. We appreciate all the fans. But yeah, Dave, it's time. Let's get to this interview. We've been waiting quite a while. We had to reschedule this one a couple times. So I appreciate this guy's willing to talk to us today. So let's get to it. Absolutely. And now, making his way to the Time Blaster Toycast toy aisle, today's guest comes to us from Union City, New Jersey. He is the Fanboy Film Festival founder, a maestro in marketing, a badass bendy businessman, the big rubber guy guru, the Union City stretcher co-owner of Major Bendy's. This is at Canic 89 Mike Canick, welcome to the show. What an intro. <laughs> That's how we do it around here. Yeah, we're getting you hyped that here awesome. on this morning. Yeah. So Thank yeah, Mike, we really appreciate you being here. And, you know, we've talked over Instagram and messages, talked about Major Bendy's and your guys' success with the toy line. It's so Awesome, and I do want to get like into specific figures at one point, but I think we really need to kind of start with the backstory of the line, the inception of it. You know, so you know, how did this come yep. to be from the start? Um, so how I think we have to start from the beginning of how I met Matt and Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, Matt being Matt Cardona and Brian being Brian Myers. Um, 
host of Major Wrestling Figure Podcast and, you know, formerly known as Zack Ryder and Kyle Hawkins from the WWE. And right. now just both killing it in the wrestling world right now. Um, so I originally met them through, I was working at a company called Eagle Moss mm-hmm. and I was their brand manager for uh, their WWE collection. Okay. And um, I had bought a shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees and uh, from Matt and Brian, and they called to thank me. It was like a promotion that they were doing. Oh, I remember and that old promotion. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where they would call, yeah. Yeah, it was when they were just starting off with their podcast. Uh-huh. And um, I told them, hey, you know, I, I work for Eagle Boss, and, you know, um, I'm the band manager for the WWE. If you ever want samples, let me know. Um, they both followed me on Instagram, and um, and we just started talking. We kind of hit it off, became friendly. And Matt was, like, saying, hey, um, one day on the podcast, we said, hey, I, uh, I'm looking to make foam fingers, if anyone knows how to make foam fingers. Uh-huh. And I have a background of making all these weird promotional items for the New York Yankees, the Mets, uh, Chase Bank, um, everything. Yeah. It was one of my first jobs out of college. Um, and I was like, hey, I could get you these home figures made pretty easily. Um, in two weeks, they were delivered to his door. And I just ended up becoming the merch guy for the guys. Uh-huh. So whenever they needed something, I would just make it. Um, and then I had this idea for making the wrestling buddies, just redoing the wrestling buddies, calling it the major buddies. Um, and we started it off with Matt and Brian. Um, so we did the full size buddy with the 3D nose. It's probably the most accurate recreation of the original toy line. Right. And um, it sold out in a day. I finished packing everything and I was just like, this is really cool, but this takes up a lot of space um, in someone's house. How can we create something that collectors can enjoy for a longer time or that they can hang it up on their walls, get signed, all that stuff. And I had just bought a stack of um, Bendoms from a store called Wrestling Universe in New York. And I was like, that's it. It's Bendoms. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's doing Bendoms. Everyone's. I knew about other companies coming out with, you know, the Hasbro esque lines right. and stuff. Um, I was like, that falls into the realm of nostalgia right now. It's mm-hmm. just, it, I, I enjoyed the Bendoms as a kid because um, I would mix and match the Bendoms with my Hasbros, and those were like the, the two of my favorite lines growing up, including the uh, the LJNs, which was probably my first wrestling figures. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it, it started, and um, I pitched it to the guys, and they were like, if you can get this done, let, let's do it. Yeah. And within two weeks, I think I had a, a prototype in my hands, um, showed it to Matt, and Brian and they're like, right, we're, we're fully behind you. So um, we decided to become just even partners into this weird <laughs> world of we <laughs> it, it, was, it was like, we have no contract with each other. We just have a handshake agreement that we won't screw each other over. Right. And it's just, and it's working. It's uh, almost two years into it. And we have close to 50 figures released. And um you know we're just having fun yeah it's, that's great it's and, insane 
so that there's actually a, a few things you you hit on there that first off, so Eagle Moss, that's the company that makes like the little miniature statues, right? Yeah, and so that's been going on for quite a while, has it not? Like, um, so I left that company about two years ago. Uh huh. And um, when I left, um, I kind of I'm gonna be a little negative. Uh, I saw the writing <laughs> on the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, I left, and uh, probably six to eight months after I left, the company shut down. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's um, not something you see that often, but there are you know specific collectors who they were only collecting that Eagle Moss stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was a unique thing. Um, Eagle Moss was very popular with the Star Trek fans. They uh, had the Star Trek Starship collection, the Star Trek Discovery, and Picard, and um, it, that was the company's bread and butter. And um, they did the DeLorean build-up, which was the uh one eight scale uh DeLorean that actually lights up and makes the sounds. Oh wow. And you would get pieces every month and you would build it. Um and they did the same thing for the Ecto one. Um but it was just a it was an odd model for the US. It was a UK company and they were trying to take that UK business model yeah and bring it to the US and yep. it just didn't translate well. Was it not was it like a subscription base where you were getting a piece in the mail each month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you get four pieces a month, and you get the magazine. I see. That gives you the instructions, and then like a little tidbit of um, some facts about like you know either Star Trek or WWE yeah. or um, Ghostbusters. So I gotcha. it, it was it was a weird weird company, but uh, it was fun, and, and I credit that company for giving me the experience. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. You probably learned a lot there to take that knowledge and then apply it to something you were passionate about on your own. Yeah, it, it was, you know, I got to work with the WWE, you know, I'm a lifetime wrestling fan. And, mm -hmm. you know, I get the ins and outs of, you know, what it takes to build a figure for the WWE. Right. There's a lot of process steps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to get it approved by the you know, corporate, WWE corporate. And then you got to get the actual images and everything is done through a portal that the WWE has for the approval process. It's, yeah. It's, it's a unique thing. Um, so I did, what I did is the same thing that Mattel does. I see. I got you. So was there yeah. ever, was there ever a wrestler that you guys got contacted on to make a figure of that hadn't really gotten their push yet that but then like six months later they're top star and you were like well yeah i knew that already because i was making figures for him for for eagle moss yeah, yeah. for eagle moss um no it was weird <laughs> it was a weird situation <laughs> they're probably only making figures of top level talent top, i yeah, imagine okay. right yeah yeah established yeah, already in the, in the beginning they kind of said they made the suggestions and I, I got into the all at an awkward position where I didn't get a say for the first 12 to 14 characters. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was a weird situation that lineup in the beginning was terrible. Um, and even how they were built. So if you actually look at the first few, they're all very skinny. Um, 
it's like the cliche top guys. Uh huh. And then after that, you'll see that they're they're a lot bigger, um, a lot more muscular and stuff. Because one of my first things that I told them was like, "Why are you making these wrestlers look anorexic?" (laughs) (laughs) Supposed to be larger than life here, right? Exactly, larger than life. They're trained athletes, they're superheroes. Mm -hmm. You got to make them big and muscular and everything. So you could see the transition of when I start taking over things. Yeah. Um, and then you can see the character selection. There was, you know, Kane, um, Stone Cold, um, a lot of like the 90s guys, because those are the guys that I grew up right. with. Um, I, I did the Edge and Christian two-pack. I did um, one of the last things that I did was the, the Nightheart two-pack, which was Natty and uh, Jim and the SummerSlam Oh man, um, there's an Anvil one. That's wow, cool. That's really yeah. <laughs> I would have never guessed there was a Jim the Anvil Nightheart <laughs> right. Eagle Moss statue. Might have to look that one up. Yeah. After this. <laughs> that's really cool. So they're both wearing like the little pink hat from SummerSlam. That's um, sweet. And actually, Natty, when she found out that it was me who was a part of it, she quickly messaged me and thanked me so much. And yeah, that's probably because really now I'm friends with TJ. That's <laughs> cool. That's great. So you take all the knowledge from Eagle Moss. You meet Matt and Brian, you guys come up with, or you pitch the concept of bendies. I mean, I imagine if you're making action figures in regards to bendies, it's one, it's just one piece, right? So there's one mold there. I mean, yeah. so part of the thinking there has to be like cost involved, right? You know, you're just producing the one mold as opposed to five yeah. molds for one figure. Yeah. So we kind of get stuck with that one mold and, it's very costly to make just one mold uh-huh. and not being able to reuse it sucks in an accounting wise. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll try to be unique with it and, um, use them for repaints though. Um, show you. Yeah. That, is, that, that is true though, because like in the case of Mattel, they can reuse certain parts because they're all interchangeable. You can have the same torso 12 right. times. With a bendy, while it is one mold, it's only that character. You can't ever repurpose that right. figure unless you're Jax and you're going to turn your Owen Hart into a Jack Jared by painting <laughs> right, a goatee right, on right, it. Right, right. <laughs> so we, um, we'll do repaints on certain guys. Um, so, for example, Matt, mm-hmm. he, this is a repaint of his original figure. It's him in his Ghostbusters-esque gear. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's another version of Matt. It's the same mold, mm-hmm. um, painted differently. Um, this is him in his WrestleMania yeah. inspired gear. Right. So this is when he won the tag title, but, uh, it doesn't say Zack Ryder on it. It says Matt Ryder on it. Uh, a fun fact is I was there at that WrestleMania when they won the tag titles. And after they won the tag titles, I said, I'm going to make a, an Eagle Mouth statue of you guys uh-huh. in your WrestleMania gear. And I finally got it approved by the WWE. Got all the artwork that was needed from uh, TTD who designed their gear so it can be 100% accurate. Went to... Um, I uploaded everything in the portal. I was getting the designer ready. Mm-hmm. The guys got let go from the WWE. So I couldn't do oh, it. Man. Oh, man. That's terrible. So, so I made good on my promise. I made a. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think the. <laughs> I think the guys probably appreciate the bend more anyway, so right. that that's really cool. Yeah. 
So when you're uh, in the process of making them and you're doing the different molds, do you have a full team of different sculptors, or how how does the production work when you're when you're making that happen? Yeah. So the first step is the two D design. I get uh, TVD to do a design of it, uh, which is very helpful because he designs most of these guys' gears. Um, he, oh, I see. so he so he designs Dan Housen's gear. He designs um, he designed Vic Flair's rope for his last match. So we did that figure and. He actually designed the figure before they designed the rope. So oh, wow. The That's, the awesome. That's got to be a first. Wow. The, figure yeah. the gear first. based on the figure. That's crazy. It's yeah. reverse order. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the time crunch on that was insane. But, um, yeah, so he designs all these guys' gears, so it's so easy to get the layouts. Um, so he designs the 2D design. I pass it off to our 3D designer, Jot. And Josh will then um, sculpt everything, um, bring me the STL file, and I just pass it off to China. And um, I'll have a resin prototype within about five days wow. for approval. Um, they send that to me. So um, actually, I have a resin prototype right here. This is our Raven. Oh, look at that. That's uh, cool. Figure from our ECW collection. Um, so... They give me this. This does not bend. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, I'll get that. I'll approve that. Then the mold gets made. Once the mold's made, they'll give me a, a rubberized um, version of the figure um, that's still hand-painted um, for approval. And then once I approve that, they'll go into full production. Um, and then they'll send me pictures of what the packaging is going to look like and everything so from conception you know the idea or the day you guys sign a talent in the case of raven you got it's like okay we're making raven from that day to having the final product in your hand what kind of time frame are we talking so we try to sign people a little in advance so before it used to be about three months but now since we're like a full-blown machine of just we're constantly signing people. We're constantly making figures. Um, and we're still a small group of people. It's really just two designers, uh, Matt, Brian, and myself. Uh-huh. So, and, you know, in the two years, we've done almost 50 figures. Um, and we still have more time for that two-year <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and we still have a lot more figures coming out. Um I, I like telling people it's somewhere between three to five months. That's unbelievably quick, though. Super quick. <laughs> right? I mean, that's yeah. a crazy fast would, turnaround. And we're usually doing about six figures at the same time. Yeah. So that's three to five months for six figures. Mm-hmm. Maybe for more because there's repaints and stuff that I can squeeze in um, that doesn't really yeah. you know, take too much time. Yeah, wow. So have you ran into a situation, when I was a kid, I had an Ahmed Johnson Bendy that was almost as hard as a WCW Galoob. I mean, this thing didn't bend at all. And then I had a diesel figure, a Bendem, that you could almost stretch him like Stretch Armstrong, and he was a Bendem. I mean, not totally, but he was very soft. Yeah, a lot of pliability. A lot of pliability with diesel. And Ahmed was was stiff. I mean, maybe it goes to Ahmed's wrestling style, but who knows. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) 
But uh, have you ran into situations like that where the 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 texture, the rubber is is just different hardness levels? That's a good question. Yeah, or yeah. like a, a yeah. one batch particularly came out harder than the other. Yeah, um, they all have like their own ways of bending, uh, just because of you know the thickness of the muscles is takes into part of how it can sure. bend. Sure, yeah. Okay. That big burly uh, the, chest, there's not a lot yeah. of bendable, yeah. you know what I mean? We yeah. get it. Yeah, so the the, the posing, um, so like Nick Gage has the um, the pizza cutter in his hand. Um, yeah, so, looking, looking know, like it, Al Snow it, with head. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually the point. Yeah. That was, that was the thing. Um, <laughs> and then... So back to the Ric Flair, um, my staff just falling apart. Um, so the Ric Flair we did in two and a half months, we got it done. Wow. Um, and we had to get Ric Flair to sign 750 of the figures. Ooh. So, um, we didn't have much time. So that was two and a half months from development into Ric Flair's hand to sign. And what's the story behind that? Why such a quick turnaround? Uh, Chris Thompson said, uh, can you, do you know any toy companies that can make figures? And Matt said, you know, you could try posting tees and try to get a microballer, but it, you know, that's not really yeah. enough time for anyone. And posting tees turned him down. Um, and I told Matt, like, let's us just do it. And he's like, I don't think that's enough time for us. I'm like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And basically, I just cut every corner possible <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> so um, I had a designer. Well, I had TDD design it in one day. Yeah. Then I told our 3D designer, like, you have three days to get this done. Mm -hmm. um, he gave it to me. I get it to China and I said, I need a prototype today. Yeah. And they basically banged it out. Um, they sent me the Rubberized uh, prototype like in a, in a week, I would say, maybe two weeks. And I just took it and I was like, yep, that's good. Yeah. And no notes. Um, <laughs> right. No notes. Those, I mean, I noticed stuff later, and I try to get it corrected, but it's just too late. Yeah, um, the mold was already being done, and it was just—I sped through everything really quickly, just mm -hmm. trying to get get it done. So, um, end result, it doesn't really bend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bending is really him, like you can push down on him, yeah. which I don't like. Um, you know. I'm very proud of this figure because we got it done sure. so fast. But if I can go back and redo anything in the collection, it's this one. In the case of that flare figure, is that something where the promoter of the event places this big order and they're financing it, and you're just supplying it? Like you don't have, yeah, yeah. It was it was a unique um, it was a unique deal that we normally don't do. Right. It was for Starcast. It was for Ric Flair's last match. Mm -hmm. So this is Ric Flair's last technically yeah um and they were selling it at the show um and, and the whole thing was 
it was signed by Ric Flair. Yeah. So that was selling them for 200 bucks. And I got to go to the show. I actually went with um, corporate Steve from Mattel mm-hmm. and we just sat back and watched like the storms of people rushing to um, the merch stands, buying these figures by the cases. That's awesome. And, that had to be a great and, feeling. Yeah, it was, it was insane. And I was just like, this is insane. And Steve just like turned to me. He was like, soak it in, man. Just soak it in. Sure. But yeah. So yeah, back to your question. This is one that doesn't really pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's okay. Hey, it's a great story though, and the fact that it's it's Ric Flair, and unlike yeah. most pro wrestlers, Ric Flair's bendy is a one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, so you you know obviously bendies. We all grew up with bendies in the '90s, right? So do you have yeah. do you have any specific memories from? back in the 90s buying Benham's maybe the first time you you saw a Bendy on the shelf because I kind of remember them coming out of nowhere at the at the start yeah. you know what I mean yep. you know pre-internet I don't really remember seeing photos in a magazine it was just like a visit to KB Toys there and they are here they are yep. you know they're yeah. kind of like the scale of a Hasbro a little bit bigger but yeah yeah so when you, any memories of seeing them for the first time I remember them clearly mm-hmm. um so I used to play with my brother's Hasbro's and LJN's all the time. Those are one of my favorite figures yeah. besides for the Power Rangers Automorphs. Um, but um, my, I used to play with my brother's Hasbro's and he used to tell me about this diesel figure that was coming out. And mm-hmm. I kept on checking the stores, looking for this diesel figure. I went to every comic shop, every Toys R Us, KB Toys, everywhere looking for this diesel hasbro yeah and um i remember going to the kb toys in um i'm all that doesn't exist anymore in new jersey called mill creek mall and um i saw the diesel bendum and i said oh my god it's the diesel hasbro and when <laughs> i bought it yeah i got my parents to buy it for me and i took it home and it was nothing like the hasbro right but i i I mixed and matched my Bendems with my Hasbro's, and that was what I did. I just I created my own fig fed yeah. with the two brands. I mean, it was kind of the natural progression from Hasbro because you know there wasn't anything. This right. is pre Jacks for a few years, so yeah. Bendems definitely filled that gap for a lot of people. And along the way, the scale of Bendems. I remember that first series had that specific scale, and then series two they got a little small, and then you know, like by the end. The line was kind of all over the place. Yeah, I feel like yeah. with your guys's line, you set out to make sure like these are all going to be in scale. We're not going like, to yeah. start shrinking the guys in series four, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we actually um, we noticed that there was an issue with um, we have PowerCon exclusives, and um, two of the exclusives are Matt and Brian. Matt is in his indie god gimmick mm-hmm. um and the he has a hat which is like the indiana jones hat and they screwed up the scaling on the figures because they kept including the hat oh yeah I, I get you. Height. sure right. yeah so yep i'm like no nope. we just we kept on going back and forth um i think it, it's been like a month and a half now with the factory uh-huh. trying to get this right and wow. then i think they finally got it <laughs> 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 They finally said, no, 
they have to look at eye level. Too. Sure. The waist yeah. has to be at waist edge. <laughs> so yeah, we we're very um, we're very proud of the fact that we've kept everything in scale mm-hmm. for the amount of figures that we've done. Yeah. So going back to just toys in the nineties, do you have a specific favorite bendum from that era? One that kind of stands uh, above the rest. Yeah, so the Diesel because it was my first one. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and Shawn Michaels. Okay. Um, because I was just a big Shawn Michaels guy growing up. Um, I was also I, I, the Rocky Maivia is also one of my favorites. Yeah, that Shawn Michaels man, he bent. He there's he a did. lot of pliability yeah. in that HBK. He was skinny yeah. and he everything moved on that figure. You yeah. also the Yokozuna too was because. The Yoke, there was very little Yokozuna figures. Was, right. Sure. And I never had the Yokozuna Hasbro. Okay. I couldn't find it yeah. growing up. Um, so that was a big one for me. Yeah. When you look back now and you like look at the list of figures they made over the years, it's pretty extensive. You know, at the time, it doesn't yeah. feel like it because it's, you know, four figures a series and they're every few months. But yeah. you look back, you're like, man, they, a, lot of, a lot of dudes got a figure back then. Absolutely. Yeah. They had, yeah. what, about a seven-year run? It was like 94, t- I don't, 2000. I don't know. Because I have a Cactus Jack Bendham, and that yeah, had to come yeah. out in the late 90s. So Yeah, probably a... 95 to 2001-ish, maybe. That last series yeah. is too cool, and Taz is in yeah. it, so it got yeah. pretty deep into the Attitude Absolutely. Era. Yeah. Well, Mike, it is May, and um, you've mentioned LJNs, and the progression WWE figures went from LJNs to Hasbros to Bendems. They kind of went rubber, hard plastic, smaller rubber, <laughs> and it's May. You guys started with small rubber guys in the Bendies, and now you said, hey, we need something bigger. We're going with big rubber Guys, you've talked about yeah. LJNs. Let's fill us in on big rubber guys. Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of people, LJNs is the be- first wrestling figure. Yeah, right? it's the start. That they grew up with absolutely. It's the start. Yes, um, it was a start for me. I I love them. Um, it's one of my first memories that I have as a child, just sitting on the floor playing with my LJ. Well, actually, my brother's LJNs. Yeah. Um, with my brother and my father, and um, you know, everyone's coming out with their version of the retro figures, um, and I try to not follow the crowd and try to be a leader. Mm-hmm. So I I decided. This is really cool. We're kind of specialized in the rubber field now. Why don't we do LJNs? Yeah. And um, once again, Matt and Brian said, you can get it done to make it look exactly like the old school LJNs. We're behind you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I had TTD do the design. I had Josh do the sculpt. And within a week, I had a prototype. Put it towards my LJNs and threw the prototype, not to the garbage, but to the side. And I said, we got to redo this because uh-huh. it, it did not match with the LJNs. It was just not the same scale. Too small? It, it, looked, it, was, it was too small. It looked more like the WCW figures. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh a galoot. Yeah, a little one. The, 
No, no, not even the San Francisco toilets. Oh, I see. The ones from '94. Yeah. Craig Pitbull Pittman, man. Big Bubba Rogers, not big at all. Right. So it was in scale to those, and I said, no, that's not what we want. We need we need LJNs. Yeah. So we went to China for a month, try to get the scale correct, and we did it. It was. I got it. Um, we got the prototype, and I showed it to Matt and Brian. They really liked it. I still wasn't fully bought into it feeling like an LJN. Mm-hmm. So I worked with China for another month, and um, we got the rubber down. The yeah. problem was the rubber was a little hard. It, it yeah. didn't have that LJN flexibility and bounce and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we redid it. And now it's like, this is um, for the people listening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a prototype in my head. It, it is LJN scale and flexibility. Yeah, and it's a Matt Cardona looking just like Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep. Same pliability. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so uh, we, we, you know, obviously Matt and Brian are gonna be the first in the series, but we're signing people um, that had LJNs, was supposed to have LJNs, and then we're also signing current people. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, that's always my favorite, you know, with the zombie sailors, heels and faces, is like I can appreciate all the, you know, talent signed, new and old, but it's always good to get the dudes that, you know, fill in gaps, guys that should have had a figure, or why didn't this guy get a specific LJ, you know, like in the case of, one that always comes to mind for LJNs is like Demolition Smash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the Barbarian. Like there's these guys. It's like, man, how such a huge hole in the in the in the line. So yeah, yeah having the opportunity to make stuff like that has to be awesome. The Fink. The Fink, the baby. Fink. I want to make <laughs> a Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> we have a list of everyone, and you know, it's a blessing to have partners that have been in the wrestling business for almost 20 years. Yeah. And they know everyone. Uh, People trust them because they're just good guys and they know the ins and outs of the business. So we pay, we make sure that the wrestlers don't get screwed Mm -hmm. in the beginning because I say it's a wrestling company, a wrestling toy company owned by wrestlers for the wrestlers. Yeah. Um, And when you, when you make sure that they're taken care of, um, they'll support you to make sure that the fans understand that they appreciate what they have in their hand, and the, you know it's the appreciation all around mm-hmm. for everyone. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have a list of people, and we're going to try to tackle that list as best as we can. Yeah, that's great. Excellent. I was, I, I'm always interested on how the rights. It- work and the deals that are signed between toy makers and talent because i feel like maybe two three years ago when figures were being made a lot of times they were being made under the wwe specific name of that talent and i feel like i've really noticed in the last year a total shift where like no one's putting ahmed johnson on a package it's tony norris or a you're calling him aj or you know something kind of close is it because is it because all of the the new companies like yours coming out and making figures is WWE kind of, I don't know, kind of put their fist down a little bit. Like we own this property. Don't even try to sneak an atom bomb on the name of the package of this <laughs> right. action figure. Yeah. I did it 
um, because it's technically illegal to use a trademark name sure. that the WWE owns. Um, so I don't want to be sued by the WWE. Yeah. Um, but I can still use their real name. Yes. And uh, their likeness because um, the WWE doesn't own their likeness. Mm-hmm. The WWE owns the trademark name. So I can sign an agreement with Brian Clark and um, make a figure of his likeness, mm-hmm. uh, and that's free reign. Yeah, um, I can't. You know, I, I, I don't want to throw someone under the bus, but there is people who are using actual WWE trademark names. Yeah, that's not going to end well. Right, <laughs> it's not going to end well. Yeah, and it may cause problems for all of the independent toy makers sure. yeah. down the road. Cause I'm sure they'll be very, uh, strong handed on us. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, I know the other thing you mentioned you were working on, uh, was protective cases and what, what goes into that? Yeah. So I'm a big autograph collector, as you can see from my wall. I know um, I'm jealous of that wall. <laughs> I have autographed Hasbro's. I have autographed Star Wars Black Series figures, autographed Retro's, and then I have like I have slab autographed comics and uh, just random stuff like a, a Rocky Balboa uh, Jacks figure signed by Mike Tyson. It's one of the Mike Tyson figures. Yeah, um, that's cool. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big autograph collector of figures mm-hmm. and comics and trading cards. So in doing so, you have to protect these figures from getting the signatures scratched off because paint pens are as nice as it looks. Sure. Super very delicate. Fragile, yeah. Super delicate. They can scratch and it can come off very easily. Um, so I decided to start creating protectors for Bendy's. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it works is it's it's foldable, um, so it's easy. It's UV protective. It's yeah. a nice thick plastic, um, so it's kind of hard to, you know, actually damage. Yeah, like the, a Funko Pop case. Yeah, it's like a Funko Pop case, mm-hmm. but um, it's a nice thick material, um, and then it has the hang tag. So if you want to lay it flat on a shelf you can but if you want to hang it up on the wall you can do so as well yeah um, i think the hang tab is an awesome addition it is yeah so we're doing this for bendy's we're going to do it with big rubber guys when they um, start stripping um in a few weeks so those will be available as soon as big rubber guys start shipping um and then we're looking into other aspects of doing it for other figures as well um Hasbro's Hasbro tag team figures, um, ECW figures. Mm-hmm. So these are all start going to be available um, fairly soon, probably within the next two to three weeks. Yeah, great idea, like awesome idea. You know, the idea to take your old Jacks uh, Bendem figure that you yeah. had since 1997 and slide that boy in a protective case. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, we we're looking to do it for you know as many collections as we can, as long as there's a demand for it. And I'm not sitting on 
thousands of characters. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are action figure lines that are like notorious for having like this very specific style card back. I know off air you yeah. talked about your Automorph and Power Rangers. Yeah. Like, that cardboard is so long. Like, yeah. there's no protector that's made to fit that thing. You know nope. what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. What do you do? You create it yourself, I guess. That's how you get it done. Yeah, I mean, there's other companies that have protectors for it, but it just doesn't fit right. Right. You gotta like, you gotta be unique with it. And like, I actually have, I have an autograph three power range right here, and you see, I have three M hooks that are meant for it. Um, yeah. Christmas lights <laughs> in the protector <laughs> to make sure the card back stays flat against yeah everything, so it doesn't move around. So you know. Let's get I'm a collector. I'm thinking of other collectors, and if I like something, I'm sure there's other collectors out there that would like it as well. Mm-hmm. So, I'm being a little selfish, but I'm being selfish in a, an aspect of I think there's other people who want no, it. Sure, yeah, Absolutely. you're not alone in thinking this way. Yeah, you're providing yeah. a service for a lot of people. Was there anything else, Mike, that you wanted to uh, tell the people out there, our listeners? Um, one final round of plugs. You know, Major Bendies, you can get Series 4 right now on MajorPodWitch.com. It's Joey Janela, uh, the good brothers, Carl Anderson, um, Luke Gallows, uh, British Bulldog, and Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton's technically first figure, uh, wow. but he's been wrestling for like over 40 years. So um, that's pretty cool. And, you know, one of the cool things about doing this is some of these guys who've never had a figure come up to me and just hug me and thank me. And mm-hmm. it's insane because it's some of these people you would never expect to hug. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you ever got a hug from Nick Gage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty insane. So, um, you know, majorpodmerch.com, series four. Um, we're, we have, we just announced the ECW collection. Uh, this week, um, and that'll be available to order within the next two months. Um, it's Raven, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Sabu, and who's the other guy? <laughs> Sandman? I don't remember. Sandman. <laughs> okay. Sandman, good. Thank oh, you. God, it's like, go oh, Taz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we have that. Um, we have SDL, Stepdolander. Uh, pre-order going on right now that's about to end uh, Tuesday night, I believe. Um, you know, we have all these things coming, and then Big Rubber Guys, same place, MajorPodMerch.com. Um, and if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Major MajorBendies. Um, and if you want to follow me, it's Kanik89, K-A-N-I-K-89. I'm just posting pictures of my dog and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good follow, guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mike, we appreciate you, man. The lines, you know, hard work pays off, and you're a hardworking brother doing all this work to produce all these Thank figures. You. You're making fans happy. You're making talent happy. So kudos to you, dude. I mean, you're you're doing it. You're living the dream over there. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, it's making figures of half-naked men. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks again, man. We appreciate you. We'll, uh, we'll have to have you on again maybe later this year. We can talk more about some of the upcoming releases, especially those big rubber guys got me hyped, man. I can't yeah. wait to see that, you know, the yeah. first couple series when they come out. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be cool to talk about it when we uh, announce a lot more people. Sure. Cool. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> all right.
All right, guys, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Talking to Mike about Major Bendy's. Such a cool dude. I love what they're doing with the toy line. Can't wait to see what they've got up their sleeves next. But we know what we have up our sleeves next. Next week, guys, it's the return of the Time Blaster Toycast Bodacious Bracket Tournament, TBT, BBT for short, only this time. It's the biggest ever tournament in our history. 32 combatants. We're taking 16 DC superheroes. We're taking 16 Marvel superheroes. We're going back to the early 1990s, Toy Biz style, baby. It's Marvel versus DC in the Time Blaster Toycast Bodacious Bracket Tournament. First time ever. One figure will reign supreme. I cannot wait to see who comes out on top, guys. And that is next week. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the time blast. blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's pad. the time blast. Time blast. We know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Uh. Be kind of rewind like blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag? And bigger noses than Mark Summers on the show hand, so get your notepad, we talking about collectibles, Collectible. get to the seal, know the value is exceptional, uh, as it can be from TV to the VHS, yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, yeah. He-Man, Playsets, yeah. Transformers, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Destro, yeah. like Bryce with the glow, power from Nintendo. Nintendo, so many toys you will never know, never know. welcome to Toy Cast. here we go.